We're going to be in 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to look at eight different verses. And before we get into the meat of it today, I'm just going to read it to you. And what you're going to discover in these eight verses is John gives us three things that as a member of the family of God, this is kind of our responsibility. And the first one is, it's like a domino set. You've played with dominoes when you were kids, and, and a domino, you, you knock over the first one, and then the rest of them fall into place as well. And that's kind of the idea. The first thing is that first domino, and once that first domino falls, the rest should follow behind it if we do what John tells us to do. So these verses are not going to be up here on the screen right now. Let me just read you the whole thing, and then we'll dive into it and hopefully grow and learn. First John chapter 3, starting in verse number 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, and, is anyone, and nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. You should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and then murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because of his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Really important right here. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we also ought lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, last verse, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. So that is what we're looking at today. First domino, he says it in verse number 10. The first thing, here's the first domino that has to get pushed over is you got a family to choose, a family to choose. He said it this way in verse number 10, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. He's going to kind of get right into our face. He's, gonna, he's not pulling any punches. He's letting you know we are all in one of two families. We're either children of God or we're children of the devil. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. And it is. It's a little bit a bit harsh, but John, based on what he's seen and what he's heard and what he's experienced, he believes and he communicates. Listen, in our life, there's not just this in-between area. You either are a children of God, you're a follower of Jesus, or you're a child of the devil. And we would never describe ourselves that way, right? You might say, well, I'm not I'm not a Christian or I'm still kind of exploring that, but I would never classify myself as a child of the devil because, I mean, that seems so far removed from where I'm at. Like, I'm not doing the blood thing with the Pentagon. I'm not doing that. But John says, no, it's, there's, there's no halfway. There's not either a, I'm kind of in between. I either am a child of God or I'm not. And if I'm not a child of God, then I am a child of the devil. What John is saying is that our faith determines our family. That our faith determines what family am I going to be in? And faith in myself or faith in God? Faith in my ability to get to heaven on my own or faith in Jesus' ability and what he did on the cross? Everybody is a person of faith. 
Everybody is a person that says, this is what I'm going to base my life on. And John says, wherever your faith lands determines what family you are in. And because of what we said in a few weeks ago, John chapter 3, verse 1, behold what manner of love the Father has lavished on us that we might be called children of God, that when I place my faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, there is an adoption that takes place. There is a legal transaction. I am now a member of the family of God. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans, we are made right with God by placing our, here's a, our faith. All of us have faith. You have faith. You have faith in something. You have faith in what am I basing my life on? Paul says, John said, Jesus said, when I place my faith in him and the cross and what he accomplished, this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So we're all, we're all invited. You are invited no matter what your past has looked like up to this point, no matter how messed up your life has been, no matter how difficult your childhood has been or whatever choices and issues you've had, you are invited, I'm invited to take a leap of faith into I'm going to trust in Jesus. I'm going to trust in what God has done. I'm going to trust that Jesus really is who he says he is and that he really did everything that he did. That I'm not just trusting in, in myself. I'm not trusting in my ability to, to do the right things and to my good works and me to get to God. And I'm not going to trust in my own morality. I'm going to trust in Jesus. And the pushback is this. Well, Kyle, I, I just don't know. Uh, you have faith, but I don't have faith. You're spiritual, but I'm not, I'm not that spiritual. It's fine for you, but I'm just not that religious. I just can't take that leap of faith that you have able, been able to take. And I can, I can appreciate that. You cannot force yourself to believe. You can't. You, you cannot. Like if I said, if you believe there's a pink elephant standing next to me, and if you believe that, I'll give you a million dollars. Well, I mean, you might pretend that you believe that so that you get the million dollars, but you can't, you can't make yourself believe that something that, that you don't believe. If you don't believe, you, you don't believe. But here's, here's the where I would invite you to push back on. Is it faith and, and religion and spirituality? It's not a science. It's not math. It's not one plus one. There is in every belief system, there's an element of faith. Is that I, I think that there's evidence of what Jesus did. I think there's a lot of strong evidence of what Jesus actually rose literally physically from the dead, but I, I can't tell you 100% one plus one equals two that I am absolutely right. I have to have faith. I have to take that leap, but if you're not there, you're also taking a leap. Everyone, everyone, everyone leaps. Is that, 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 that my leap is this, is that my leap is I am not enough for my own life. My leap is I need something bigger than me to be able to hold my eternity. I am not enough on my own. And so I leap and I landed on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Your leap, if you're not fully there, you also leap, but your leap might be, well, I, I can be the ruler of my own life. I get to decide what is right and what is wrong. There is, there's not a standard, there's not an absolute. It, that's, it's a different religious statement, but it's a religious statement. It's a, I think that my eternity is secure in and of myself. I'm either living to serve myself or I'm living to serve my maker. 
I'm living to make sure that I feel good in this moment and whatever feels right right now, I'm living for that and that's what's going to carry me through. Or, and even if I have to say no to myself, I'm living for the glory of God. I'm living for the pleasure of God. Every single person takes a leap. Everyone bets their life on something. And you've just got to decide what is the thing that I'm going to bet my life on. And is it strong enough to hold my life? Is it strong enough to hold not just this life here, but is it strong enough to hold my future? And for me, for me, when I look at the, the cross, when I can talk about my own experience, when I look at the evidence of what Jesus did, and my leap is I can't do this on my own. My leap is I need someone beyond myself. I'm not good enough in myself. That's a religious statement. But the other religious statement that people make, and maybe you're in that category, maybe watch online, you're in that category, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm on me. Hands off God, I've got me. Hands off God, I, I, I think I can handle this on my own. And John says, well, that means that you're a child of the devil. And that's really, really harsh language. But here's, a couple weeks ago, do you remember we said that our likeness is determined by our relationship? That I want to be like the Father, and because I want to be like the Father, I, I look day in and day out more like the Father because of my leap of faith. Well, the first created being that ever said, hands off, God, I've got this on my own. The first created being that says, I can stand on my own two feet. I don't need God to help me. The first created being that says, I don't need to worship you. I'm living for myself. I don't need you interfering with my life. The first created being that did that was the devil. And so when I choose that direction, when that's the leap of faith that I take, hands off God, I've got this on my own, I look like the one that started that. And so I have, you have a family to choose. And John says, there's only two, everyone leaps. Everyone takes a leap. And so John invites you because of the grace and the mercy. Man, you can leap into the loving arms, the grace-filled arms, the merciful arms of Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross, but everybody lands somewhere, and you have to decide, where am I going to land? Joshua said it this way in the Old Testament, as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. And that's the choice that you have to make. That's the first domino. That domino gets pushed, every other thing that we're gonna talk about today, that follows after that. But until you decide what family you're a part of, the rest of it doesn't really make that much difference. And so that's the fact. And for maybe some of you, that you've just tuned out the rest of the message and you just wrestle with that question right there. What, what family am I a part of? What leap have I taken? If it's true that everybody leaps, if it's true that everybody has faith in something, what is my faith in? Is it in me? Is it in my bank account? Is it in my good behavior? Or is it in Jesus? John says that's the first most important question. But then the second domino, if I choose the family of, of God, it's a choice. As for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. Okay, well, here's the second domino. I've got a family to choose, and then I've got a love to give. A family to choose, and then because of the love of God that's been poured out onto me, I pour love into the people that are around me. We spent a whole message on this a few weeks ago. We're just gonna spend a couple minutes on it today. But John, evidently it's a really big deal because he keeps coming back over and over and over again to this 
idea that if you are in the family of God, you will immediately start to love the people in your life. That if you have received the love, that love is going to pour out of you. Not because you're such a loving person, but because you have received such love and it just, it's like sweat. It just comes out of me because I've, it's in me. Here's what, here's what he said. For this is the same message, verse number 11. This is the same message you heard from the beginning. This is not, this is not new. Love other people. We should love one another. Don't be like Cain. He talks about the Old Testament story. Maybe you've heard it. If you don't want to, if you're not familiar, you can go back and look for, for yourself. Genesis chapter 4. Cain, older brother, killed his brother, Abel. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one. He chose a family. Everybody's in a family. Everybody takes a leap, a family to choose, a love to give. Don't be like Cain, though, who belonged to the evil one and who murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Well, because his own actions were evil and his brother's were righteous. Don't be surprised then, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. And we're not going to talk about that, but that's a pretty extraordinary verse in and of itself. That There should be a difference between Christians and, and the world. Your life should look differently when people look at the landscape of humanity. They should be able to pick out who's the Christian and because of the way that we love. And, and sometimes there's going to be pushback against that. We know, we know that we've passed from death to life because now we go to church, not because I, I did some things, no, but because we, I love you. We're all in the family. We've been adopted because of his grace. I've chosen to be part of the family and part of the responsibility of a family member is to love the other people in the family. That's just what I do. The domino falls when the domino of the family is, is chosen. I love. We know that we pass from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in the family of the devil. They have not crossed over into the family of God. Anyone, and this is unbelievable, anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. He got this idea directly from Jesus. Jesus always ratcheted up. He said, murder is not just you going to kill somebody. Jesus, I'm going to ratchet it up. That, that murder is if you hate somebody in your heart, it's just as if you killed somebody. And then he went on and says, if you have lust in your heart, it's just as if you committed adultery. Jesus always kind of ratcheted up. And John repeats that. Anyone who hates a brother or a sister, well, they're a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life reside in. In other words, here's what, here's what John is saying. We could spend a couple weeks on this idea right here, but we've only got a few little bits. So here's, here's what John is saying. You have never met a hateful Christian. You've not. Now, the pushback is, actually, Kyle, I have. And let me, I'll show you their Facebook profile. Let me introduce you, actually, to some, some hateful Christians. Because, no, 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 no. You have You've not met a hateful Christian. You've met some hateful people. You've met some hateful churchgoers. You might have even met a hateful pastor. But if John is telling the truth, you have never met a hateful Christian because hate and faith in Jesus cannot coexist. It's oil and water. You cannot hate people and love Jesus at the same time. When I become part of the family of God, when I have a family to choose and I push that domino, my immediate choice is I am choosing to love the other people 
that are in the family. I am going to become, because of the love of Christ that's poured into me, a loving person. And when I become part of the family of God, the most important part about me is that I'm a child. I'm a son and daughter of God. Here's what Paul said in in Galatians. This is unbelievable. So in Christ Jesus, you are all, I am, you are, children of God through faith, a family to choose. I choose it through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ or come into that family, have clothed yourself with Christ. It becomes the most important part about you. And then listen what, what Paul says. And for us, it maybe doesn't take as much weight, but when Paul wrote this, this is mind-bending language that he uses. He says this, there is, because of faith in Jesus, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. Jews and Jew- Gentiles hated each other. Jews and Gentiles wanted nothing to do with each other. There was extreme racism between these. And Paul says, this is a brand new idea. Again, for us, we're like, well, yeah, it's fine. Okay, who cares? But this is, this is brand new information. And Paul says, when you become part of the family of God, the most important part of you is not that you're a Jew, it's not that you're a Gentile, it's not that you're black, not that you're white, not that you're rich, not that you're poor, not that you're male, not that you're female. No, the most important part about you is that you are a person that follows Jesus. You are a Christian. There's no Jew or Gentile. There's not slave or free. There's not male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And so the gospel that's big enough for me is big enough for all of us, that we're all in this together. We're all broken. We're all messed up. We've all got flaws. And I don't hate the people that are walking alongside of me and follow Jesus at the same time. If I walk in hate towards somebody, that means I'm walking away from Jesus. And John says those two cannot coexist. They can't coexist. You cannot be hateful and a Christian at the same time. In my family, in my family with my kids, we've got three kids, three different personalities. We've got one that's, that's sensitive. We've got one that's quiet. We, get, we have one that we forget she's even at the house. She just goes into a room and then we're like, well, it's been three days. I wonder where Bella is. We've got one and then we've got one that from the moment he wakes up, we don't have to wonder where he's at. We always know. We always know where he's at. We've got, we've got one that's creative, and we've got one that's artistic, and we've got one that we had up our house insurance for, and we've got all of the different, we've got all the different personalities. But you know what the most important thing about them is? Is they're a bloom. They're part of me. And they've got different abilities, and they've got different flaws, and they've got different unique things about them, but they're, they're part of my family. In the family of God, there's some people that are weird, some people that are a little quirky, some people that you might not see eye to eye with. There's some people that see the world differently. There's, there's ones that are loud and there's ones that are quiet, but you know what the most important thing is? that I'm, They're part of the family. That, that we're all broken. We're all messed up, but we're part of the family. And what John says is that when you choose to be part of the family of God, when you move away from the family of the devil into the family of God, when that domino falls, the next domino is you are going to start to love the people around you because love crosses divides and tears down walls. That's what love does. Love, when we live out the gospel, when we follow Jesus into that, it just 
crosses divides and tears down walls. This is what Jesus did. Love crossed the divide heaven to earth. And he broke down through love the wall that separated us from God. That's what loved us. And so we talked about it a few weeks ago, the amount of people that came up to me and told me stories about their extra grace required people. You wouldn't believe. But we've all got the extra grace required people. We've got that. But we choose. Because I am in the family of God, I am going to love them. I know who I am, and so I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, even though I don't feel like it right now. I don't feel like loving you. You're quirky. I don't feel like loving you. You're kind of annoying. I don't feel like loving you. You're a little bit loud, and you see the world. But I know who I am. I am. The most important part about me is that I'm part of the, the family of God. The most important part about me is that I have been adopted through grace and mercy, and because of that, I'm going to choose to love you. And if you have ever experienced a loveless Christian, and for that reason you kind of pushed away from faith, it's time for you to come back. Online, man, I'm just telling you, if you walked away from faith because of a loveless person that you meet, that does not disprove Christianity. It just, it might disprove the person. It might even disprove the church. It might disprove the, the Sunday school class that you were part of, but it, it doesn't disprove Christianity because we, we just always, we always look at the cross. And if love was willing to cross the divide for me and was willing to break down the wall for me, well then, man, if I meet some people that don't live that out, that, that's a mark on them, not a mark on Jesus. That, that's a them problem, not a Jesus problem. And so don't, don't walk away from Jesus because you met some people that don't follow Jesus very well. Maybe just find some new people. Find a new group that, that emulates the gospel well. And, it, and it's difficult. It's, it's really, really hard because, again, people are quirky. People are difficult to get along with. You work with some people that are they're challenging. But it's, it's that fruit of the Spirit. There's this wonderful poem. I'm just going to read it to you. There was this missionary uh, doctor to Rwanda, and right at the end of his life, he wrote this, this beautiful poem. And, and the idea of this poem is that, that really, the, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, all the things, really they're an outgrowth of love. And this is what he said. I just love this. You, this is in your U version notes if you want to get it later. Joy is love exulting, and peace is love at rest. Patience, love enduring in every trial and test. Gentleness, love yielding to all that is not sin. Goodness, love in actions that flow from Christ within. Faith is love's eyes open, the living Christ to see. Gentleness, love not fighting, but bowed at Calvary. Self-control, love in harness and under Christ's control. For Christ is love in person and love Christ in the soul. It's, it's all love. The gospel at its core is God loved. God crossed the divide. God broke down the wall. And when I choose to be in that family, that's who I become as well. Here's the third domino, an action to take. So there's a family to choose. That's the first domino. Once that one falls, a love to give and an action to take. This is how we know, verse number 16. This is how we know what love is. And so John wants us to be really clear. Well, John, okay, I get it. I want to be in the family of God. I've accepted his forgiveness. 
I want to be loving towards my brothers and sisters. What does that look like? John tries to be really practical. This is how we know what, what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, well, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, this is, I mean, this is just like kind of stepping on our toes a little bit. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Now, now this, is, this verse right here, it's, it's difficult. Because in our modern society, here's, here's what it is. I want to love with thoughts and prayers. You know the thoughts and prayers? You hear that somebody's having a hard time and going through it. And, and you, I think we probably mean it, right? We probably are being genuine. But we type out on Facebook or text them thought, thoughts and prayers. If you're really modern, T's and P's. T's and P's. Just you can't say the full word. But, but John says that doesn't quite get there. That just words of thoughts and, yeah, okay, I believe in you. That's, it's not always getting there. That the reason that I'm able to give this love is because I'm loved. And the way that I know that God loves me is because he demonstrated it. He did something with it. That, that, that Christians, people that have chosen the family of God and love people, we, we don't settle for just thoughts and prayers. We find a need and we, we fill it. We find people that are hurting and what can I do? What do I have in my hands to heal it? Pastor Craig Groeschel, he said this, that God didn't just shout his love from heaven. He showed his love on earth. He, he demonstrated his love. He, he felt a feeling of love and did something about it. Love is sacrificial. Love is giving. Love moves in somebody's direction. Love looks at what do I have in my hand and what gifts do I have and what abilities do I have and what talents do I have and how can I use what I have to help you and how can I help you go further faster. And here's, here's why that's so difficult. Here's why it's so hard for us to do sometimes is that love, this type of love is often, it's inconvenient, right? I mean, it's easy to text out or to type out thoughts and prayers. It's easy to to send a hugging emoji. It's inconvenient to walk up to somebody's house and give them a hug. It's, it's a hassle. You, you've gotta put plans on hold to love people with action. It's, man, it, it's easy for me to, to, to comment on a post. It's, it's more difficult for me to cancel my plans and take you out to lunch. It's, it's inconvenient. Laying down my life sometimes is a hassle. I mean, can I just do thoughts and prayers, please? And that's, I mean, there's a, there's a place for that. But here's what's also true, is that it's possible at different times and seasons of your life, different times and seasons of my life, that I am and that you are the answer to somebody's prayer. That you are actually in your physical body, in your abilities, in what you have in your hands, you are the answer to somebody's prayer. Somebody is praying for encouragement and you knock out the door. Somebody is praying, I'm just really struggling and you send them a text, do you wanna meet for coffee? Somebody is praying for God, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this and you show up with a gift card to the grocery store. It's inconvenient, it's a hassle, but it's what family does. Family willingly inconvenience themselves. Family is, man, I'm going to be the right person at the right time in the right way with the right words because I just have the right things in my hands. You're gifted. You have some abilities. 
You have some things in your hands. You have some things that I don't have. You have some thoughts that, that I don't have. I don't have to be the only call that people make when they're struggling. I don't have to be the, even the first call that people make when they're struggling. You can be that. But it requires that we are willing to inconvenience yourself. But our enemy, the devil, our enemy, the devil, would love nothing more for us to be inspired, for us to have a feeling, but to then not use actions. To have a feeling, but, but stay at rest. I don't know if you've ever read the book, the screw tape letters. The screw tape letters was written in the 1960s, I think, maybe 1940s, I can't remember for sure, by C.S. Lewis. And it's, it's written, screw tape is the lead tempter. He's a demon. And screw tape is trying to teach his nephew how to, called, named Wormwood, how to tempt Christians. And it's written, it's kind of a bizarre, you got to twist your mind a little bit. It's written from the perspective of a devil, a demon, trying to knock a Christian off track. I want to read you just a little portion of this that sounds so perfectly. He's going to talk about our enemy. In this perspective, our enemy is God. So this is screw tape, reading or writing a letter to his nephew Wormwood, trying to figure out how to get a Christian off track. And this is what it says. It remains to consider, and it's C.S. Lewis, so it's a little bit deep and it's a little bit weird word, but you're smart, you're gonna handle it. It remains to consider how can we retrieve this disaster. The disaster is the person came to faith in Jesus. He left the family of the devil, came to the family of God. How can we retrieve this disaster? The great thing is to prevent his doing anything. As long as he does not convert it into action, no matter how much he thinks about this new repentance, let the little brute wallow in it. Let him, if he has any bent that way, write a book about it. That is often an excellent way of sterilizing the seeds which the enemy, that's God, plants in a human soul. Let him do anything but act. No amount of piety in his imaginations and affection will harm us if we can keep it out of his will. As one of the humans has said, active habits are strengthened by repetition, but passive ones are weakened. The more often he feels without acting, the less he will ever act, and in the long run, the less he will ever be able to feel. That is the challenge for us, is that we don't want to just be inspired. We don't want to just have feelings. Love is always put into action. So here's the three questions for you to wrestle with as we close up today. What, what family are you in? That's the first domino. No, no other domino gets pushed before that. You, you've got to decide. Everybody's, everybody has faith. Well, what's your faith in? And is your faith strong enough to, to hold you? Is your faith strong enough to carry you through life? Is your faith strong enough to carry you through eternity, I can't answer that for you, but you've, you've got to answer that. Who, this week, not, don't, let's make it practical. This week, who can you love? It's probably a person that you don't like very much, right? Like it's probably, which also might be the same person as your husband. I don't know for sure. But who this week can you love? Who is that person that just, just kind of pushes your buttons? Well, if the domino falls that I'm in the family of God, then, then I'm, I'm gonna love that person. There, there might be a person you've already been thinking about that's just been bothering you all week. Well, how can, and then, how can you express it? Because you're talented and you're gifted. You, you have things in your hands. John says, but if you see somebody that doesn't have material possessions and you have the material possessions, you have extra and they don't have any, 
give them those. And I don't know what that's gonna look like for you. I don't know what that's gonna look like for me, but, but express it this week. And that's what it looks like to be a Christian. I mean, it's great. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you for coming by. By the way, it's summertime. You could have been doing anything. Glad you're here. But don't just be inspired and then don't do anything with it. I mean, then, then John's writing is in vain. Don't just say, yes, that was fine. And then Monday through Saturday, don't do it. No, what fam a family to choose, a love to give, and an action to take. And you're the only one that knows what to do with that, but I believe in you. You can do it, and the Holy Spirit will lead you, and he'll guide you, and he'll, he'll move that. And, and there's gonna be some extra grace-required people in your life. I know there will be, but you can do it with God helping you. It's love received and love given. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your encouragement, and thank you for being willing to kind of get into our face sometimes. Thank you for being willing to step on our toes and to move us in a direction that we might not otherwise want to move. And Lord, I'm praying for people today that maybe have not ever made the choice to be in the family of God, that their faith is in themselves, their faith is in their good works, their faith is in whatever they think, that I'm praying that they would make that leap of faith into the cross, make that leap of faith into what you have done for us through Jesus. And Lord, for those of us that are in the family, Lord, I'm praying that we would choose to follow you into love, that we would cross paths, that we would break down walls, not because we're so loving in ourselves, but what we have received from you. We would give it out to other people. And Lord, let that be active love. Let it be a verb. Let it be something that we do, whether it's inconvenient our, it's in ourselves, taking somebody out to lunch, putting our schedule on hold to, to help somebody else out, help it to be love in action. It's in your name that we pray, amen.